Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. How is everyone doing? Hope you've had a, just a wonderful week. It's been good here and I'm glad you're joining me for this week's show. Well, before we get into the show, I wanted to say that we had a download from Syria. It was just one, but that marks the 119th country that someone has accessed this show from. So it's amazing. 119 places, that's all around the world, where folks with axial spondyloarthritis have listened to my voice, interacted with you through the websites, through Facebook, Instagram, wherever, and all kind of brought together to make it a smaller place. I know when I was growing up with this condition, I didn't know anybody with axial spondyloarthritis. I was diagnosed at 14 and didn't meet the first person that had it until I was 26. So for 12 years, I was just this person on an island. And now with the ability to reach out and maybe not in the flesh visit with people so often with axial spinal arthritis, but certainly connect online, it's such an amazing change and it's so good to see. And again, I can't thank you all enough for accessing the show, listening. And when you're on spondypodcast.com, please go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button or whatever terminology they're using this week. I think it's follow now and make sure that the show gets delivered directly to you. So on to this week's show, I wanted to look at some things that we might term like life hacks, um, things that can make it easier for those of us with axial spondyloarthritis. And actually, a lot of this can carry over into other conditions as well. But what's out there that can help us? And I based this off of a, an article called Life Hacks for Spondylitis that is from myspondylitisteam.com. And, and like always, I'll have a link to it in the show notes. So the article goes on to talk about there are different life hacks for spondylitis, including different tips and tricks that make everyday life and this condition more manageable. We know that spondylitis is a form of autoimmune or arthritic condition that causes symptoms like chronic back and joint pain. And that can make it difficult to engage in different activities. And I've mentioned this before. I walk with a cane and in doing so, for me to do something like clean my kitchen, it takes me probably two to three times longer to just do basic cleaning than it would take somebody that's not on a cane only because I've only got one arm to work with because I'm trying to keep myself balanced the majority of the time with my arm on my cane. So what can I do to make that easier? Well, there's a few things I found and one of it is making sure that I do little bits of cleaning here and there so there's never one big time where I need to go and feel like I need to clean everything all at one time. The other is, well, occasionally, like when springtime comes around or when I want to do a big cleaning, I may just hire it done. And that can make a, a hack a lot easier because it just is much easier, faster, and simpler sometimes to have somebody come in and do it for me. But what else is out there? Well, in this article, the author talked to different people through a number of means, and one person even wrote, I find that using heat helps with my pain sometimes, wrote one person. And I use a microwave-heated wheat bag that wraps around my neck. And I have used those before. If you've not, and you can get your hands on one, you throw it in the microwave for, I think, 45 seconds, something like that, wrap it around your neck, Oh, it feels fantastic, especially if it's cold out. So what are some of these 
life hacks that we can use to make our life easier. Well, there's household hacks that you can look at. We know that chronic pain and immobility due to spondylitis may make regular household activities uh, like bathing, using the toilet, cooking, cleaning, any of that more difficult. And there are assistive devices out there and tips to help with household activities. So some of the assistive devices can help you accomplish different activities around the house. Here are some ideas for using assistive devices when tasks are difficult due to spondylitis, pain, stiffness, or immobility. One, try using a grabber or reacher tool for picking things up off the floor or for other activities like getting dressed. Use tongs or a damp cloth to open jars. Use a glove with bristles when washing dishes in the sink. You know, maybe put a cushion floor mat by the stove and sink to help make it easier for standing on. Use soft grip, wide handle cooking utensils like tongs and spatulas. Keep a cane or walker near the bed. My cane is always with me, but I have contemplated getting one of those walkers that has the seat on it so that I can push myself around and sit down when I get tired. That's probably my next go-to item. You may use a robot vacuum or a lightweight traditional vacuum and put blocks under sofas and chairs to make them higher and easier to sit on. That's something I did in my living room. I cut four blocks of wood and put one under each of the corners and it made the couch up a good inch and a half higher, which makes it easier for me to not have to sit down as far. And it really does work. I like that. My next one's going to be, I have a lift chair can stand me up you know, a little recliner, and I'm going to put that on blocks too to sit that one up a little bit higher. Other assistive devices can be handy in the bathroom for using the toilet or bathing. Uh, One person wrote, I have a higher toilet and it seems to help. Another said, I now have grab rails, an extra banister, a perching stool, and frames around the toilet and a higher toilet seat. All of those are things that you can look at. One of the things I use for when I get dressed is I have a, I call it a sock puller and I'll have a link to it in the show notes and you slide your sock on it because I can't reach my left foot, slide my sock on it, put it down on the floor, slide my left foot into it and just pull up and boom, on this comes on the sock. I've been using it for, oh, eight nine years now and it's fantastic. There are some cooking tips too. When you have arthritis, there are different types of ways of preparing food that you you know might want to consider when you look at wanting to eat. If you're living with a partner, family, or roommates, don't be afraid to ask them for assistance in the kitchen. Whether they would like to split cooking responsibilities with you is a possibility or maybe even just help you with certain things. There are also cooking tools designed to make preparing healthier meals easier and quicker. One person said, I'm thankful for the crock pot. It makes meal prep a breeze and saves energy. Just dump in your ingredients, turn it on, and go sit back down, wrote another person. The other thing you can look at similar to the crock pot is if you have an Instapot. You can put items in there, take off, set the timer, and come back and it's cooked. Or when you get home from work, if it's still even frozen, you can throw it in the Instapot and boom, it's cooked. You know, Within an hour, you're, you could be eating. So there are some little different ways to use these tools to make your cooking preparations easier. Preparing meals ahead of time and refrigerating or freezing them will help you save time and energy throughout the week as well. One person wrote, my hack is to always purchase and prepare more food than necessary. This way I cook extra and then plan leftovers to have available for the most painful days. There's also some cleaning tips. Cleaning is another household activity that may be difficult to manage with spondylitis symptoms. Some cleaning tips include clean the house one room at a time, rest when you get tired, keep cleaning products in the bathrooms and kitchens so you won't need to carry them around the house, or try using a wheeled cart to transport cleaning supplies if you only want to have one of everything. Transfer cleaning supplies like laundry soap from large to smaller containers so they're easy to handle. Moving, I had to buy a new washing machine, and this one has a 
tub in the back that you pour a bunch of detergent in and then it feeds it in automatically as you go along. And that's been real handy because I don't have to worry about moving the jug around. I just fill that up, do some loads of laundry. I haven't even had to fill it but once since I bought the washing machine. You can also soak dishes in the sink before you wash them. You know, make sure you get everything nice and clean before you put it in the dishwasher if you use a dishwasher. Also, you can look at some ways to provide yourself with additional pain relief. Because many of the main symptoms of spondylitis are pain and stiffness in the back and joints and neck, tips for pain relief and management are very valuable. We're always all looking for them. When you look, you try to see, well, what are some options that I might consider? Well, one that helps many is heat therapy. Heat therapy involves applying heat to the affected area of the body that is painful or stiff. Heat is complementary therapy that helps loosen stiff joints, relieves aches by increasing circulation to injured tissues. One person wrote, I have a hot tub and it is well worth it. Helps me every time I have a flare-up. Another said, I can't stress enough how much hot tub therapy helps people with axial spinal arthritis pain or many types of arthritis. I feel pain-free for about a week, says one person. Well, I've used hot tubs on occasion. I don't have one. They do help. I don't know that I'd be pain-free for about a week, but that time when you're sitting in that water sure does feel good. If you don't have access to a hot tub, you know, you might have a local gym, a local pool that you can use. Uh, What I do is I'll take a hot, hot shower if I can uh, to try and loosen up if I'm having a real bad time and just try to keep that hot water running on my back mainly. And then some people like to take a real warm bath with Epsom salts to help soothe the joints and the muscle aches. So there's just a lot of different ways that you can accomplish that if you don't have a hot tub. There's also devices like heating pads that can be useful for targeting, you know, areas where there's specific pain, but you want to limit your use on those to 15, 20 minutes at any given time. Don't leave them on long term. You can also use cold therapy. You know, when you look at some of the options, There's a lot of talk about using cold showers, cold baths to reset the immune system. Again, doesn't mean it's going to correct what we have going on with us, but it could help to reset the immune system, reset inflammation in our body. So it's well worth looking into, and I'll have some links in the show notes to things that deal with cold therapy. But cold therapy, we do know, reduces blood flow and helps decrease inflammation in joints and muscles. Some people use cold therapy alone or in combination with heat therapy. One person wrote, I use ice packs when my back is inflamed. Sometimes I switch between hot and cold. Now, ice packs should not be used for more than 15 or 20 minutes, like a heating pad, and they should not be applied directly to the skin. Make sure you put them in a towel or something before you put them directly on yourself. In addition to ice packs, you might look at cooling creams that are available. One person said they sit uh, with ice packs on their back. There's also a BioFreeze roll-on that you can get, and both do help somewhat with pain, wrote one person. So everybody's going to be different. Everybody's going to have things that help them versus maybe things not so much. Cold is questionable for me, but the heat is, is huge. Physical therapy is also an option. If your doctor can get you into physical therapy or you have the ability to go to physical therapy, it can be a useful treatment method for spondylitis. It can help with improving flexibility and strength and can also help to relieve pain. Movement in itself is found to help reduce pain in people with different types of spondylitis. So that's why it's so important to get up, move around, walk as much as possible, as much as you can. Even if it hurts to start off, As you get into it, it hopefully will feel better for you. Some physical therapists specialize in arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, back pain, and they will know specific techniques and exercises to help with spondylitis pain. 
One person wrote, I am always in pain, but my physical therapist does pressure point therapy. It helps me find relief, they wrote, when nothing else has helped. Other pain relief hacks for spondylitis include acupuncture, massage, and over-the-counter CBD creams and oils. You can also find in many areas where marijuana is legal, you can find CBD creams that have a small amount of THC to them. might be three parts CBD to one part THC. That little bit of THC can help that CBD work even that much better. So again, talk to your doctor, make sure it's legal in your area, and see if that doesn't help. Some other everyday life hacks include things like making sure you're getting enough sleep. Sleep is a hard one because for many of us, sleeping can be a painful situation because you just, you'll wake up, you're tossing, you're turning, hips hurt, back hurts, neck hurts, shoulders hurt, name it. Sleep can be challenging, but it is very important. Getting quality sleep can be difficult. Some wrote that they try to put a pillow between their knees when they're in bed. It keeps them, they found, from doing a lot of rolling onto their stomach or other things that can cause undue stress on the spine. Another person wrote about the importance of quality mattress and pillows, saying, I could not do without my memory foam mattress and pillow. So ultimately for sleep, try things like tricore or wedge pillows to support the neck and spine. Use an electric blanket or heated mattress pad. Helps to relieve the joints and, and the pain that you're feeling. Take some necessary pain medication before you go to bed. And then maybe try meditation before you go to bed to relax. And again, as other things, make sure you're not taking or consuming lots of caffeinated drinks a few hours before bed. And on the flip side of sleeping is when we're at work. Well, so many of us have had the opportunities to work from home over the last few years, and that only seems to be increasing as companies are finding that productivity is not trailed off with employees being at home as much as we have been over the last few years. There's some things that you can look at to try and make your life better when you're at work. And a lot of it boils down to simply getting up out of your chair and moving around. That is so important during the day. I know for me, I have to make sure that about every hour I get up just for a few minutes and move around. It might even just be walking around my desk, walking in the hall and back to my desk. It's got to be some type of movement just to, before I go back and sit down so I don't become completely stiff and, and in a ton of pain. Some of the items that folks talked about doing were buying a treadmill to put at your desk to keep moving while you work, try a standing desk or convertible laptop stand, buy a comfortable ergonomic chair or seat cushion, raise your feet while sitting with a footstool, and then take frequent breaks to stand, walk, or do gentle stretches, which is what I mentioned I do. So those are some very simple things that if you can incorporate one or two of them or five or six of them, any of that amount can hopefully make your life better on a day-by-day basis. Whether it be something as simple as a sock puller to going all out and some type of a sit-stand desk, you know, and anything in between, use what helps you and make sure that you're getting the movements, the pain relief, the exercise, and anything else you need to have a better day and increase your quality of life. And again, thank you for listening. I appreciate everybody that listens, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a wonderful week.